You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you, a Blue Horseshoe Podcast after dark, as we are recording just minutes after the Colts just get smoked by the Cowboys, 54-19. If you kind of hear a little laugh in my voice, George, at this point, you just got to laugh to just hide the, <laughs> the pain. Because that was, that fourth quarter, boy, oh boy, it just, you talk about unraveling. It was ug, ug, ugly and totally wiped out. It was a solid three quarters for this team. Yeah, I think once they got down two scores, that was going to be the fear. Because once that Dallas defense could just pin its ears back and come after the quarterback, uh, you saw the results, turnovers left and right, and, and the Cowboys just racking up points, scoring, I think, 33 points in the fourth quarter, which was a franchise record, I believe. Uh, honestly, I was having flashbacks to that 2011 game in New Orleans uh, where the Saints just absolutely steamrolled the Colts. I think that was the one that actually ushered in the flex scheduling. I, I don't know that for a fact, uh, but it, the timing seems pretty close there. Uh, that, that that's when the league decided they needed the right to to get out of some of these contests. Probably some execs wishing they'd done that this week, uh, but they got a good football game for three quarters, uh, and then everything Ooh. fell apart in biblical fashion in the fourth quarter. Let's let's play a little game here, George. Just, yeah, it's late. This Colts team stinks. The season's lost. They're four and one. So let's just have a little fun at this point. What is more unbelievable to you? The fact that the Cowboys rattled off 33 straight points, let alone on the fourth quarter, or the fact that the Colts finished the game. You ready for this? This is their final five drives of the game here uh, after the Cowboys scored a touchdown to kind of go up two scores. It was fumble, Moelle Cox fumble, scoop and score touchdown. Interception, interception, fumble, kneel down and end the game. That was their final five drives of the game all in the fourth quarter, either a turnover or a kneel down. What, what is more, I guess, shocking uh, in your mind? Because I don't know. I, I can't say it's shocking that the Colts turn the ball over a bunch because they've done it all year. I mean, this was the worst performance of it, but that's that was – I mean, when you were just reading that off to me, that's the season in a nutshell, you know, just uh, unforced errors – dropping the ball, throwing the ball to the other team, missed assignments, um, 
if you look at the things that you need to do to win in the NFL on offense, so protect the football, be good on third down, finish drives in the red zone, the Colts don't do any of them well. Have explosive plays. I would add Have there explosive too. plays. So yeah, you're yeah, right. That would be they, another big one up here. They are last or dead or close to dead last in almost every single category just rattled off, which means the Colts offense is not very good. And you saw that, like I said, even even some bright spots again, like it's what we're talking about all season long. The bright spots, even on offense, we have some nice drives. Like their touch, their first touchdown drive of the game. I think you tweeted. I saw a few other people talking about it as well. That was arguably their best drive of the, of the season. It was a fish. I believe it was five plays and moved down the field. Matt Ryan was looking good. Jonathan Taylor had a nice run or two as well. And then it's just totally disappears. You don't see it again. And then, like I said, the turnover bug comes out, and you have four straight possessions with a turnover somewhere. The Colts finish with five turnovers. Um, most turnovers in the league. They have 30 fumbles this season. 30 fumbles, George, through 13 games. There is, a, I guess, one good news here, uh, or good tidbit here. I guess we can talk about going forward for next season. Whoever the head coach is, there is no chance, no chance the Colts will be as bad when it comes to turnovers next year as they are this year. It just has to get better because it frankly can't get any worse. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no chance because I've lived through this year, and I just don't <laughs> know if that, that phrase even exists anymore for me. Uh, but you, the, the the probabilities are are so far in, in favor of this improving. 26 turnovers, I think it is right now on the season. 30 fumbles is just astronomical. I mean, that's, that sounds like the setting is off on, on Madden. I mean, that doesn't even sound like a real number, yeah. something that would happen. Um, but that's... Uh, that's been this team in a nutshell. The The offense is, is as inefficient as any offense I, I can remember. Uh, and for any number of reasons, you know, at times I think it was the offensive line early. They've actually been playing better the last month or so, uh, but it just, it, it, nothing matters. The quarterback makes mistakes. The receivers make mistakes. The running backs make mistakes. Um, I mean, the, the Mo Alley Cox fumble, he's just running on a screen for a first down and loses the football. I mean, that's it's the mark of, of a bad team. It's how you end up being four, eight and one. I mean, my, I guess my question to you is, you know, how was so many people so wrong about this football team? We're right at the top of the list. You know, we were talking about AFC South championship winning a playoff game, but we weren't alone. I mean, the, the consensus was that this team was a playoff team at, at worst. Uh, and here they are sitting four, eight and one going into the bye week. How did so many people miss this so badly? I hate to say, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm really trying to rack my brain here because it's just like everybody for the most part is underachieved. And like, I, I don't know what to attribute that to. Like the Frank, like, cause again, like you make a coach a change of Frank Reich and Jeff Satter, they're playing similar, like they're playing at a similar level. It's not like one unit or one area has really been cleaned up, or now all of a sudden they're, they're free, if you will. It's like they have really been, for the most part, kind of all consistent. Sorry, my ESPN thing was up again. Second time. I didn't learn the loss my first time. I'm sorry about that, George. I didn't learn anything from the first time. It's just like the Colts offense, you know, or just like this Colts team. Why are we? That's a great question. Why are we so wrong about this team? Because the offensive line stinks. Jonathan Taylor has had turnover problems himself. And again, maybe even, you know, 
some injury history uh, or some injury issues this year. Matt Ryan's been anything but as advertised, uh, especially when it comes to the turnovers. And it's like the frustrating part is you have a defense that, again, I thought for three quarters played really well on Sunday night against a good Cowboys offense. They've been the best unit on this team by far the entire season. We've talked about the development when they've gotten opportunities of Alec Pierce, and you see him make another big-time play today, has a touchdown. You, Michael Pittman Jr. is a rock. Paris Campbell's having a career season. Jelani Woods is, you know, had his best career game on Monday against the Steelers. So it's just like, it, it's, I, I can't even give you an answer because there's areas where the defense I thought has played well. The skill positions, I think, have gotten better consistently and, again, continue to get better as we go along when they've gotten opportunities. And it's just like, like, and it's like they've even been bad in the clutch because even early in the year, when they are winning games, they're winning close games against the Chiefs, against the Jaguars. Like, they are making plays in order, like, I don't know. Like, I, I hate to say I don't know. I don't know why we are so wrong because it's just like there's a million reasons and also at the same time you can't pinpoint just one overall theme. No, no, and I agree 100%. Uh, but I think what's interesting because on the broadcast, you know, they were mentioning that this roster is better than than you would think it would be coming into the game at 4-7-1. and one. And, you know, I was thinking they're not wrong about that, but the problems with this team is that the holes are at such important positions. And I think the two that come to mind the most, because I think we would all agree the offense is the biggest perpetrator here. You know, the defense has its moments. The fourth quarter, the defense quit today, it felt like. Uh, we were kind of talking about that off the air, and it, it's even kind of hard to blame them, the situations they were finding themselves in. Uh, but it felt like they kind of rolled over in the fourth quarter today. The offense, though, if, if you're going to look for – you know, a culprit for this season and, and why it's been so disappointing. It begins with the league's lowest scoring offense. And to me, it's, it's two most important positions on the field, left tackle and quarterback. I mean, that's where I, if I had to answer why everyone was wrong, I think that's why your left tackle spot, Matt Pryor couldn't cut it. Bernard Raymond has been, you know, going through a, a hard knocks kind of, you know, School period. learning sort of thing hard or on the job and rookie third you know, round left tackle as advertised. Right. And, and he's, and he's having the struggles you'd expect him to. And you've got a quarterback in Matt Ryan who was supposed to come in and I think kind of make the plays, uh, make the layups. I think that was the line the line that, that, oh. that Chris Ballard had and kind of stay out of, you know, the, the, the trouble spots. And he hasn't been able to do that. Sometimes it's been on him. And I think sometimes it's been on the guys around him. I mean, he was supposed to have a running game today. It was mostly him, uh, but I think he was supposed to have a running game. You know, he was supposed to be able to come in and, and not put on a cape, hand off to Jonathan Taylor, make the few plays that need to be made, convert some key third downs, you know, finish drives in the red zone. And I think too often they, because of the way things have gone wrong all over the place, he's kind of had to go out there and be, you know, he had 58 passing attempts against the Jaguars in a win that was not the game plan. That was not the blueprint, you know? Um, and I, I think too often they've gotten away from that. And I just think those are the two areas. If, if I'm looking at next year and in what you need to improve, those are the two positions to me that are by far at the top of the list. I feel like, especially when it comes to like primetime games and everyone's watching, like sometimes you do kind of get to like some dramatic um, conclusions, with this team, like when we're asking, like, why had they failed so miserably this season? You know, like I said, we've been high on them coming into the year and they've obviously fallen short. You're talking about, you know, you hear Mike Trigo, Chris Collins are talking about the talent on this team, and it's not equating to the record that it should be compared to what you have talent wise. 
I don't think it's like I don't think this team needs a rebuild. And that's the frustrating part is just like you look around. It's not like this roster is bad. They've played bad this year. And I don't I hate using this phrase. So for listeners, I apologize, but this is the best way I can describe it. This is just a bad year. But I, I think you I think sometimes just the breaks don't go your way. Sometimes like it's just one of those years where you can't really figure it out where your best players regress and just have a, you know, a, a struggle, you know, they struggle all season long. You can't really get the breaks go your way. And again, for the most part, the, the breaks have gone against the Colts. They have a few wins, uh, like again, that are close, but for the most part here, whether it's a bad turnover or a bad penalty, we, we talked about, and this offense has really been hampered by that, especially. Yes. You're hundred percent right. Left tackle quarterback are the two biggest um, needs to address. Those are not going to be fixed overnight. Clearly. I mean, you get a quarterback in the first round or not uh, in the upcoming draft, it's still going to take time to develop. But it's also at the same time, like, I still do think the Colts don't have to tear it all down. Like, they do, like, a lot of their best players are still young. Sure, they have a few veterans that they'll probably have to move off of, whether it's free agency or trading them. But it's like, you look around, like, this is a roster that, again, I don't think they are that far away. Um, maybe not, you know, then definitely not next year when it comes to, like, you know, being a, a playoff contender, let's say. But, so at the same time, like, I, I think you can chalk this year up to just a bad year where some t- some good teams is just, just inexplicable. Injury luck doesn't go your way. Turnover luck doesn't go your way. You just don't make the plays when you have to. And we've seen coaching issues be a problem as well. Like, I do uh, – yeah, I just don't think this, this team, for the most part, like, this is a bad season and they've underachieved. I don't think that we have to press the panic button and say the next five years – they are in big time trouble because this roster sucks. They have like no players they can kind of build around. No, I agree. And I think, you know, I, there's plenty of evidence, I think, to support what you're saying. Th- this team beat Kansas City earlier this year. They had Philadelphia on the ropes. And, you know, that that was one of those games that, like you're talking about, turnover luck, you know, play here, play there. Uh, they win that game. And for three quarters today, they took it to Dallas in Dallas, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, obviously it came apart in, in epic fashion. I think you could go back to me. The turning point was that near interception by, by Isaiah Rogers, a, a bad throw by Dak Prescott, a chance to, to pick a ball off, you know, keep momentum and, and keep things going. They don't pull in that ball and Dallas goes on to score on that drive. And I think that's the first time they really went ahead by nine, uh, you know, to, to kind of push that lead into two score territory it's funny how easy against a team like Dallas it can go bad that quickly though. Like I think you make that interception, it's probably a close game the whole way, but that one play and I'm not blaming Isaiah Rogers for this. That's not what I'm trying to set up. It's just that to your point, you know, how close this roster could be, you make that one play. And I think the entire fourth quarter is a different story. I don't think the Colts necessarily win the game, uh, but I don't think they lose it by 35 points either. And it's like, that's like, I think the most frustrating part of the season is just like also too when you do look at the construction, right? Just go back to that point for a quick second. When you kind of talk about where do they go from here, they are going to need some more like playmakers in general. Now you'll get that back with Shaq Leonard, obviously next year. And that could be a huge game changer for the Colts. But we talked about it all year. And again, you, you make the point just even with the Isaiah Rogers, you know, near interception, this Colts team, like, they need everything to go their way on the, or or if they doesn't go their way, they, they have a hard time overcoming that. Like that's the, the mark of a great team. A great team is able to kind of still find ways to win, even when they get a bad call or even when they, you know, get a, a play that's, you know, that's dropped. Like I was watching the Bengals chiefs game earlier today. 
the the early in the I think it was the first half, you had Tyler Boyd drop a wide open touchdown pass, just dropped flat out dropped it. You against most teams against the Chiefs, you lose that game. The Bengals are able to find a way later on in the game to kind of come back and win the game. It's like you just you need to have those kind of players to be able to make those plays in order to still rebound. And that's the thing with the Colts is they kind of need everything to go perfectly. And again, even where it's something so innocuous as just like a, a, a near interception, they don't get it. It's like, boom, then all of a sudden Dallas just goes right to the field, no problem. And then they go on a 33-0 run. And then, you know, we're sitting here about a 54 to 19 loss. When like, you're right, if that, if they make, if Isaiah Rodgers makes the play, maybe they probably still lose. But it's like, okay, maybe you lose by seven or 10, not by tw- uh, 35 points. And it's just like, that's the most frustrating part about the season. That's just like, we talk about the turnovers, which is absolutely a problem. And part of the reason why, you know, we're, we're sitting here at four and one. But it's just like, they just don't have the players right now to be able to overcome one bad, you know, they don't have the, I guess the erasers, maybe the word I'm looking for, an offensive defense that is able to still like, oh, we didn't get this break. We'll still find a way to win the game. And like they, when you need everything to go your ways, we know, George, I think that's part of the reason why this Colts team just, they'll hang tough for most of the game and they can't figure out a, uh, a reason to win. That's why the quarterback position is so important in this league. I mean, most of the yes. things you're talking about, it comes down to quarterbacks. You know, Joe Burrow comes back and makes the play, and the Bengals win this game. Um, this league right now, most games are really close. This, this, that's why this 54 to 19 game just, you know, is is a sore thumb sticking out because it's it's very rare you see anything like that happen in the NFL. Uh, most of these games are coming down to what a handful, maybe two, three, six plays. I think Jim Caldwell always said there's six plays that determine every game. Um, that's for the most part, that's where it is. And when you've got that quarterback under center who's that dynamic guy who can make these plays, who can bring you back, you just have a better chance of winning those six plays and therefore winning the game. The Colts, I mean, that's where they are. I, I think that's I'm not breaking any news to anybody. I think everybody well is well aware, you know, that's the carousel they've been on since since Andrew Luck retired. And I just don't know. That's going to be the big key this offseason. Can you find a way to fix that? I don't have a lot of confidence that it's going to happen. So we kind of wrap up here, George. Let's talk about where they go from here. Again, I don't think a rebuild is needed. I know it's embarrassing. I know everyone wants to get fired. You want to hit the absolute reset button when you lose by 35 points on national TV. But, like, again, I I do think patience here is needed. And like you said, you have to by far address in the draft or in the offseason somehow, even in a, a trade, we know Chris Ballard has swung, you know, some big trades. DeForest Buckner comes to mind as well a few years ago. Like if you got to make a trade for a left tackle, you got to do it. But you're right. They have to find a way to truly address two of the most important positions in offense that have been, you know, right now holes. And like you said, two of the reasons why right now the Colts are sitting where they are at four and one. But I don't think it, it's any in, in terms of, you know, reset, break everything down, five-year plan starting right now. It truly is, like I said, shoring up two positions that are critical for winning teams to have. Yep. Yeah, I think it's that simple. You've got two of the most important positions on the field, the two most important in my mind on offense, and you've got to find answers there uh, in this offseason. All right, we'll continue here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod uh, in a second. But when we do return, George, let's get into Matt Ryan. He was Awful. He may have played, and this is this is tough. He may have played his, his worst game of the season this year. We'll get into his features for the Colts Benjamin and what will it look like under Jim uh Jeff Saturday here going forward. Uh the final four games he has auditioning as a Colts head coach. We'll discuss kind of his feature when the blue issue pod does return. 